0: Once again, the Combat Sports with Rhino episode 34 featuring my interview with Brad Superman Katona. Holy smokes, we had quite the, uh, we'll we'll say triage put together UFC card last night with the amount of dropouts and Pull out, uh, pull outs eh, unbelievable, but we still had a card last night. We still had nine fights. Um, there were two boxing matches I'm going to go over, so we still have plenty of combat sports content to get to. We're going to have uh, all that plus Drea's drop of the night, our picks for next Saturday's UFC fight night Lewis versus Olytic. Some great Rhino Gang QA, and then, like I pre mentioned before, tough 27 winner. Brad, Superman Katona, coming all the way from SPG, Ireland, to talk with the old Rhino. Well, not really coming over, but you know what I mean. And uh, he has a great 10 rounds of Rhino, and I hope you guys stick around and listen to that. So shout out to Lowly Island when I say this line. Put your swim trunks and your flippy floppies on. We're about to dive right in. So first prelim from last night at the UFC Apex 5 was a uh, bantamweight contest between Chris Gutierrez and Cody, don't call me Tyler Durden. So early takedown for Durden. Durden pretty much just stayed on Gutierrez's back almost the entire time of the first round. Landed little, kind of, little pity-patty shots from the back. They were leaned up against the cage. Uh, so that was the first round. So that was pretty clear, 10-8 for uh, Cody. The next two rounds, dude, were all Gutierrez. Beautiful strikes on the feet, mostly leg kicks, uh, front teeps. Great striking from Gutierrez. He got a late takedown. Uh, The third round was more of the same, more striking from Gutierrez. He really clearly, I'm not going to use the word dominated, but clearly won the second and the third. So what happened there with a 10-8 and then two 10-9s? We got ourselves a draw. So we had a big draw to uh, get us all really hyped for the first fight of the night last night. But uh, good on both of them. You know, Cody really needs to uh, work on his stand-up striking. But he took the fight on super short notice, and Gutierrez, Needs to learn. He can't just lay there for a round and not try to get out of things. And, you know, these are both learning processes. And I thought both guys performed well in spots last night. So, moving our way to our next fight, which was between Jamal Emers and Vince Cachero. Emers was much bigger and taller and very elusive, particularly in the first. Landed some really nice knees. Another low blow, which we'll talk enough about low blows in the show. I'm not going to point out every one. So, uh, he got... A lot, of, a lot of beautiful knees landed. Oh, but Cachero was tough as fuck, dude. The Hawaiian coming forward, eating shots, trying to make a fight out of it. The second round was more Emerson stringing together, some beautiful strikes. He got a takedown. Cachero, like I said, so tough. David made a mention last night. I think it was Felder who made a mention about he wasn't even barely wearing it on his face, even though he ate so many punches and incredible, incredible heart by the kid. Uh, definitely early, another early takedown for Emerson the third. Uh Another late late takedown. Dude, that guy looked really, really sharp. Looked like he could be something down the road. I was very impressed by Jamal Emmer's skill and technique. And I was very impressed by Cachero's toughness and to engage, even though he was clearly losing. So, good on both of those guys. Big win for Jamal. We'll see what's next. Uh, moving on to Johnny Munoz versus Nate Manis in the featherweight division. This one wasn't the most exciting fight. Uh, you know, these guys... Munoz is a great ground fighter, great submissions, and Manis, you know, wanted to keep it standing. The, the exchanges in all three rounds were pretty even, I thought. Um, I thought maybe in the second, Manis took that a little bit more clearly. But, yeah, they gave Manis a unanimous decision. Again, this wasn't the most exciting fight, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad we got another fight on the card uh, in the featherweight division. Moving our way uh, to the bantamweight, we had Frankie Signs versus Jonathan Martinez, Uh, full disclosure on Martinez. He, he missed weight by four pounds. So while I was impressed with a lot of what he did out there, huge kicks, uh, beautiful punching, uh, you know, he really outclassed science. who was a good fighter, a veteran, but Martinez looked like he was on a whole other level throughout the entire fight. Another low blow. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Uh, and then a beautiful, huge knee followed up by some ground and pound TKO'd Frankie, Uh, it was a pretty gnarly fucking knee. And I think Dre is going to talk about that a little bit later, but, uh, yeah, good on Martinez for the fight. Good on Frankie for staying in. He deserved, he deserved to be in there, but clearly Martinez was better, more skilled in every facet. Uh, again, you just got to be able to make weight. We can't give you a pass on that. So if that happens again, he he should be forced to move up. I'm really, I'm tired of people losing weight. Again, I'm less being a jerk about it now because of the situation of the world the world is in right now but once this is over and people get back to things i'm really getting annoyed with people missing weight dude so good on martinez for the performance boo on him for missing weight frankie signs man 39 looks like he had a rough fight in there i don't know what's next for him we'll see i'm moving our way to the main card because yeah we lost several fights uh gerald mershardt's fight got canceled because he uh tested positive for for the for the COVID 19 so there was no fight with him. There was a lot of fights that got pulled off of this card. It was unbelievable. So speaking of which, the first fight on the main card was to be Kevin Holland versus Trevin Giles. And apparently Giles literally before they were going to come through the to walk out to the cage fainted. Uh, he, he came back to all of the medical personnel, went to see him. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess after a little while he was kind of saying, okay, I'm ready to go. I just fainted, you know, it was just anxiety or whatever. But, the medical staff was having none of it. So that fight was actually canceled just minutes before it was supposed to take place. So show must go on. My favorite fight of last night, Bobby Green versus Lando Van Atta. Holy shit, what a fight, okay? Last night wasn't a great card overall. I mean, as far as performances, as far as what we saw, as far as how many fights pulled out, but if you want to talk about the, the kind of fucking fight that the old Rhino loves, it was exactly this. This was a rematch from 2017. Lando and Bobby come out, and from the jump, they're both swinging, dude. Lando hurt Bobby. Bobby then hurt Lando. And they, they were both landing and throwing huge shots. They were talking shit to each other. It was so fun. Uh, Lando tried a nice guillotine in the second to no, to no avail. Uh, Lando landed another takedown, but Bobby was out striking him. They went to war again in the third. Great job by both guys. Bobby Green was completely outlanding him although Lando never seemed like he was out of it you know it seemed like we were one punch or one kick away from Lando finishing Bobby or Bobby doing the same to Lando uh at the end of the day it was a it was the right call it was a unanimous decision for Bobby Green who actually outlanded Lando 110 to 59 which you know it, again it didn't seem I didn't feel it was that big of a disparity but man it looked like a fun close entertaining, exciting, high strike volume, they went everywhere type of fight. Really big kudos to both guys. I loved it. That was a great fight. All right, moving our way into the middleweight division with Vincente Luque. He fought the very tall <laughs> Randy Brown. Um, early kicks, calf kicks for Vincente Luque really started to pay off. They talked about it a lot in the broadcast. Randy Brown, very tall for the division, very slim legs, very skinny legs, and it was definitely hurting him. Uh, as far as the low calf kicks, we saw a lot of those. We've seen a lot of those in the last few weeks. It's a very popular, uh, it's a very popular technique being employed by a lot of people. So, uh, Randy Brown did a good job of moving and popping his jab, but that was pretty much it as far as what his offense was able to produce on Luke. he did, he did cut Luke open, uh, around the eye, but in the, um, the, 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 the final sequence of the fight was the huge knee. Okay. So, and here's what a lot of people were talking about with the controversy of if it was legal or not. So Randy Brown was against cage. Vincente Luque was on the side of him. Uh, Randy had put his hands down. It looked to me like Vincente kind of lifted him up so that his hands were not on the ground, landed the big knee, finished it up with a little bit of GMP, got the TKO in the second. It was right at the end of the second. So, uh, yeah, to me, it looked legitimate. I mean, I might have to get some of those Zapruder film angles back into the left kind of things to get a better angle on it. But from what I saw, it looked like it was a good legal need to me. So big TKO win for Vincente Luque in the second round over the uh, very tough Randy Brown. So moving our way up, man, this one was tough. dude. <laughs> moving our way into the flyweight women's division, JoJo Calderwood versus Jennifer Maya. My- Maya from the jump looked like she was landing harder. She got the takedown, um, you know, well, Jojo got a takedown too, but then really quickly thereafter, Maya with her great jujitsu background and pedigree got Jojo in a arm bar in the first round. Jojo Calderwood, who was supposed to fight Valentina for the title, decided not to wait and she wanted to stay active and want to get a fight. And then she ran into Maya who subs her in the first round. So good win for Jennifer Maya. Tough loss for JoJo. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the Rhino Gang QA. Moving our way into the main event Edmund Shabazian versus Derek Brunson. Now, Derek Brunson, longtime veteran, good, tough fighter. Like Dana said in the post fight presser, has fought almost everybody in the division. 20 and 7 coming in versus the undefeated Shabazian, who had all the hype surrounding him uh, out Glendale, California. And in the first round, man, it was a good fight both were landing huge shots, a lot of body shots early. Brunson got a takedown. It was a very even first round. I didn't know who I would have given it to uh, had I been a judge. It was that close. They almost landed the identical amount of strikes. In the second round, the early takedown for Brunson, nice exchanges, definitely the chain of going from striking to wrestling to, you know, uh, pulling Edmund up against the cage and leaning on him, wearing on him, the the, the takedown towards the end of the second is when he landed the huge elbow. Brunson, I'm talking about, landed a huge elbow on Shabazzian, uh, really hit him with a couple of hard punches. Shabazzian looked like he might have been out right at the end of the second. He gamely fought to his knees, got up. Herb Dean was looking really hard at him, got to his corner. They decided that it was a, you know, they had the doctor come look at him. They decided that he could go out for the third round, and then right away pretty much got got the wrath of Brunson again, right? And very quickly, once uh, Brunson got him down uh, with, with punches, it was over. Herb Dean pulled the trigger pretty quick, which is opposite of what happened a couple of times last week, which created controversy. So, yeah, big win for Derek Brunson, man. And, you know, Edmund's only 22 years old, and he was ranked number nine. He lost the number eight guy. It, it really comes down to, is that kid, oh, is he done? Oh, he sucks. It was like, no, no, no. That kid is good. And he's going to be good. He just bit off too much more than he could chew this time. And Derek put on a good performance. So that's that's really what happened there. So we'll have to see what's next. I think I've got a Derek Brunson question in the uh, Q&A as well, which we'll get to. So D-Rain's, before we give Dre a call, I got a couple quick boxing updates from last uh, this past weekend. So on Friday, over there in England, there was the British Commonwealth Light Heavyweight Championship, which I watched in its entirety, which is really fun, uh, Lyndon Arthur uh, fought a guy named Deck Spellman, and it was a really fun fight. It was a lot of Deck Spellman trying to walk Lyndon Arthur down, and Arthur walking backwards almost the entire time, angling off and then pop-shotting him, you know, pop, 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 and then walking away and moving away. And Deck, man, being tough as nails, trying to stay in it, but dude, it was a clear-cut beautiful unanimous decision for lyndon arthur to retain the british commonwealth light heavyweight championship from over in england and then on showbox last night or on showtime i should say the the light or i I call it light featherweight it's the junior featherweight wbo one of the many alphabet soup titles the wbo junior featherweight championship was on the line and angelo leo defeated uh tremaine williams who was a very good fighter if you've never seen him fight by a very clear decision as well so angelo leo won the wbo junior featherweight title last night and it was a very good fight it was very exciting it was fun to watch so um i was glad to have so much boxing content to fill the gaps in between the uh ufc and because it was a short ufc card so good on lyndon arthur and good on angelo leo for their title retention and winning a title this weekend in boxing so let's go ahead and give Dre a call D raise and we will see what her drop of the night is from last night and now ladies and gentlemen of CSWR let's go ahead and find out our girl Drea has joined us as she does every week let's find out Drea what you had for your drop of the night last night
1: well my drop of the night last night's fight comes from Jonathan Martinez versus Frankie Sainz uh, round three Signs came out um, just Putting the pressure on Martinez and then while shuffling backwards, uh, Martinez lands the straight right and then threw up a left knee that connected to Son's chin that just dropped him and uh, Martinez finished him with a few shots on the ground and it was just absolutely beautiful in my opinion. So um, my drop of the night is going to go to Jonathan Martinez.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely a great drop of the night. You know, there wasn't a bevy to choose from, but that was the one that really ended things. I mean, there were some other drops like uh, Bobby Green's inside elbow of Lando. There were some other ones, but yeah, that was the one that really put the nail in the proverbial coffin of Frankie. So yeah, you know, even
1: It was impressive. And he threw a lot of other, a lot of other You know things in the fight. Just he was connecting with head kicks that I couldn't believe. You know, didn't knock out signs. I mean, he connected a few times, but so it was nice to finally see something finish the fight. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I also like. uh,
0: I also liked how Falder said he's like, look, even though signs hand is blocking that leg kick, that head kick. Oh,
1: they're still getting through. Yeah, they're
0: still getting through. Yeah, getting
1: rattled back. Exactly.
0: Just it just goes to show you the toughness of old Frankie for being able to take some of that and keep going. For sure. Tough, tough dude. All right. So next weekend, which, by the way, just real quick, sidebar, uh, the UFC website said this was going to be on Friday all week. So, like, next Friday, even though the card's next Saturday. Usually the fights are on Saturday. I thought it was a little weird. So when Mm -hmm. I posted the Brad Katona thing of, hey, well, you know, promoting the show, I'm like, yeah, we'll have our picks for next Friday's card. Then they change it to Saturday, you sons of guns. So let's keep that shit consistent so that the rest of us who provide content for others aren't giving this information. So the fight card is this Saturday. Saturday (laughs) Fight Night, Lewis versus Olenek. (laughs) So let's go ahead and uh, get our main picks going for there. Um, I will start us off. I've got Benil Daryush beating Hot Sauce Scott Holtzman by TKO in the third round. but. I think this has potential for a barn burner. However, I got Benil Dardyush coming out of Kings MMA, beating Hot Sauce Ultimate by TKO in the third. Drea, what say you?
1: I say the exact same thing. I have uh, Benil with a TKO in the third as well.
0: All right. So we are same, same on that one. All right. Then we got Yana Kunitskaya versus Julia Oh, boy. Uh, Stolaranto?
1: Tolarenko? <laughs> so, I'm not sure. I don't know.
0: Either. So I got Yana over Julia uh, by unanimous decision in that one. What about you?
1: I took Yana as well in a unanimous decision. For so we are same
0: on that one. same yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then we got my man who I was on the WOCast with uh, a couple months ago, Darren the Dentist Stewart. Going against Maki Patolo. I think Darren, the dentist, is going to be vintage. Darren, I think he's going to knock out Maki in the very first round. First round, clean KO from punches from Darren Stewart. What about you, Drea?
1: I have Darren Stewart um, beating Maki as well, but I took a round two TKO. All
0: right, so we got round two TKO for Drea. All righty. Then I got Omari Akamidov. Is, is fighting chris weidman i think this is going to be one-way traffic i think it's going to be a lot of chain wrestling and i don't I, you know we haven't seen weidman look good in a long time so i got a unanimous decision i think weidman's going to be able to avoid getting stopped but i think uh akimadov is going to win via unanimous decision what's your pick in this one speak to play adrea
1: we are opposite on this one um uh, <laughs> I feel it's going to be, you know, a lot of back and forth as well, but I think Chris Weidman is going to um, come out with a split decision over Amari.
0: You said that like you were trailing off, like the battery I, slowly dying. At yeah, the, you know, listen to a song on your iPod. And I know, and I'm sorry.
2: I like,
1: am <laughs> 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 just like, I, I went back and forth on that one because I just really wasn't sure. That's why I went with the split decision. But um, I do think Chris Weidman going to, gonna pull
0: that one off i got you so we got chris weidman trying to represent and win against okay made up okay so then now we have our main event with Alexio Linick versus Derek lewis this top one was balls. the one i cut. yes <laughs> <top> <laughs> <balls>. <laughs> uh
1: i can't say his name without like including that i just i just can't yeah, okay. I, <laughs> completely <attached.
0: understand>. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand the association um This one was was hard for me. I kind of went back and forth on this. So it's pretty much the the, the age-old striker versus grappler in in a sense. You got Derek Mm -hmm. Lewis, who is humongous power, probably only superseded by Francis Ngannou, uh, likes to keep it on the feet, likes to punch and just swing, right? Then you got Alexio Linick, the super long-term veteran. Uh, you know, I think he's 43 or 44 now He's the king of the Ezekiel Choke A phenomenal ground fighter So for me, I'm going back and forth, back and forth I like Derek Lewis a lot But I'm going to stick with my guns I'm going with the upset I've got Alexi Olenek by submission Via Ezekiel Choke Third round, third round Ezekiel Choke up for Alexi Olenek, the boa constrictor Over Derek Hotballs Lewis, what about you?
1: I am going Derek Lewis on this one. Um, I think I think he's going to catch him with his power. So um, I'm going with a second round. Ugh, I debated KO or TKO. Let's go TKO. Right. Um, I'm at TKO for Derek Lewis in the second. I think he's going to catch him with that power.
0: He okay, very well missed. So we got a TKO two for Derek. All righty. So. That will conclude our main card picks for this coming weekend's fight night, once again, at the Las Vegas Apex. And then let's go ahead and dive right into our Twitter questions. So, Andrea, who's our first one from, and what has he got for us?
1: Okay, so first question comes from Cyrus.
0: Yes, uh, am.
1: He says... Edmund looked like he quit or did not want to continue fighting. Some people are saying bad stoppage by Herb. Herb should have called off the fight before Edmund kept taking damage. Do you blame Herb or his corner for actually letting him go back out?
0: Uh, for me, it's definitely the corner, dude. They, this is not one of those situations where we have a fighter who's got a brand new camp, a brand new coach, people who don't know him or care about him. These are people who, in his corner, who have been with him since he was a kid, literally, uh, that he's trained with and been with for many, many years. They know him. They know the ins and outs of him. They know if he's being too tough for his own good, if he's kind of hurt or really hurt. Like They should know these kind of things. And at the very least, he should be able to feel comfortable enough and close enough to them to be able to articulate what's going on. He took brutal punishment at the end of that second round with the elbow and with the punches. He did get up to his feet. Herb did not stop it. He did get up to his feet and make it back to his corner. So, he did see the doctor. For me, it's really rough. I didn't think he wanted to go out for the third either, but his corner is supposed to be the one who knows or can make that decision you know, in that type of a situation. So to me, it is not on Herb. It is on uh, it is on Edmund Shabazian's corner. That's the way I see it on that one, dude. I, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad that he didn't take a ton of more damage in the third and that he'll be back. Uh, big learning experience, hopefully for everybody, not just for um his corner but for edmund and everybody else involved hopefully a good learning experience and uh yeah we'll see what's next for him so that's my answer on that one cyrus king my main dude who uh who who is the king of the twitter porn when it comes to the food, I shouldn't call it Twitter porn. I call it Twitter, Twitter
1: porn. Twitter food
0: porn <laughs> is what I meant
1: to say. He gets with- me all the time with those. He, and he knows I love pasta. So when he sees a good pasta dish, he like always tags me in it. And I'm like, come on, Cyrus I'm trying to diet over here. <laughs> I know, right? making me want pasta. <laughs>
0: uh, dude, two thirds, if not more of the things that he puts up, I cannot eat via my keto diet. So <laughs> I, I am always just like, my eyes just look, just get huge like saucers, and I look at it, particularly if it's anything, anything fried, dude, or burgers like burgers and the mm-hmm. fried chicken that he puts on. Occasionally, he puts on like donuts, and I'm like Cyrus, God bless you, man. <laughs> it just looks so good, but we love him. He's a big part of our, of our friendship, and and uh, he's such a wonderful guy. So if you guys haven't already, please give Cyrus a follow and check his stuff out. So I know our next mm-hmm. one comes from Flashwind, the fight forecaster, also known as our homie Ashwin. And what do you have for us this week?
1: Hey Rhino, random question. Sean O'Malley said he'd like to fight a fourth time if he beats Marlon Vera. Would you like to? Who would you like to see him face?
0: Okay, Ashwin, my dude. I'll say this: I, I, it's got to be somebody ranked higher than Sugar Sean is, right? the 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 big complaint towards him is that he's fought a lot of. I'm using air quotes here. Cans or tomato cans. I don't see it that way. I thought he's fought some fighters that were. Appropriate for his level and appropriate for his experience and appropriate for him, I, I, I do. But now, you know, should he get through Marlin, it's time for a step up, right? It's got to be somebody higher ranked than him. So I came up with two guys that I that I'd like to see. Uh, one being Song Yadong, and the other being Rob Font. Which, as my homie Ranger Sweet Potato knows, I have to pronounce it a specific way. Rob Font from up there the Northeast. Rob Font, I would love to see. Sugar Sean either one of those guys. Either one of those guys, I see it being very interesting matchups. I see it being fight of the night potential. Very fan friendly. Lots of stand up. If they go to the ground, both guys are good on the ground too. That we can be able to either uh, pull off a submission or scrambles or stand up. I think it could be really really fun. So either Song Yudong or Rob Font would be great ones. Um, that that that's who I would pick for him to be next. Uh, for Sugar Sean. should get through Marlin, which is no small task. But should he do that? Those are guys I'd like to see. So thank you very much, my dear friend Ashwin. Now, Drea, the next one came via text from my good friend Craig, who has been my best friend since we were like, since we were like 14 years old. And only recently has he started to become maybe a casual and started to watch <laughs> a little bit more and started to kind of get into some things. He texted me the other day. He was like, Man, I'm at the gym and I just watched uh I just watched Chael versus Johnny Bob.
1: Oh,
0: I think, hey! Check you out, buddy. <laughs> so he, he texted me a question this morning, and what did he have for us?
1: He says, "Out of all the fighters from last night's UFC card, who got the most significant win? Also, who took the biggest L?"
0: Oh man, yeah. The most, uh, the most significant win has got to be. It's got to be Brunson, dude. He was put on the biggest stage against somebody who had a huge hype train rolling with him. Uh, I, I think the vast majority. I know I pick, picked picked You did too. I did. Um, I was, yeah, yeah and, the, and the vast majority of us um, did. And so Brunson, not only won, but he stopped him. That's a big difference, right? I mean he he didn't uh, he didn't look like he was nervous at all. He showed his experience. He showed his caginess. So yeah, for me he and he was he was a very low uh, on the betting scale. Like I don't follow the betting too much. I know you're a little bit smarter about that than I am. Or you're <laughs> well versed, but he was. Not the betting favorite in that one, if I'm not mistaken. So no, he again, he, yeah, he put on a great performance. He probably took the biggest win as far as you know the grand scheme of careers go. Unfortunately, the flip side is my girl JoJo, who we all love so much. She's so cute and sweet and nice, and such a badass fighter out of Syndicate MMA. I, I mean, we love JoJo. She is so awesome. However, she had the title shot available and like a G she didn't want to wait around she wanted to train she wanted to fight and she did but she lost therefore she has most likely lost the next shot at valentina for the title so i guess in the, in the like the scope of your career that was probably the you know that was probably the biggest loss per se but i still think she's a badass for even taking it i don't know what are your thoughts on that one
1: i I agree i was thinking the same thing when when i saw she took the fight i was like oh i don't know i mean i had her i thought she was gonna win Me but too. still that was you know a big test for her so i was a little nervous with her taking that fight because i thought oh if she loses that's you know there goes that that title and unfortunately that's exactly what what happens so yeah I, i'd is, agree with you that that was definitely in my opinion like the biggest l as well
0: yeah the silver lining is now she doesn't have to fight valentina right <laughs> like, the, i know, yeah, you know I mean? like, we all don't want to see that Scary. Uh, again, <laughs> I, I would be scared to play valentina you nuts god bless it that yeah is a but
1: still it's the big monster. show. you know what i mean it's the money maker it's the big show who wouldn't want to get it even if you know you're going in as a huge underdog it's still the big show. So,
0: exactly. That's exactly right. And there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way around it. That's a, that's a very tough loss for her last night for her career. But, you know, like I said, she's a, she's a very good fighter and I think she'll be back. And, um, we'll, we'll see if Maya gets that next shot at Valentino when Valentino comes back from her, uh, Comes back from her uh, injury. So, Drea, once again, the feature player Drea, you have killed it once again today. We thank you very, very much for joining us, as you do each and every week, bringing your fire content. We appreciate <laughs> you, my friend, and we will talk right. to you a little later.
1: All right, talk to you later, right. and see you next week.
0: All righty, D. Reigns, my engineer with the mostest brother. Let's go ahead and see who our vo- first voice question is from. It looks like it is from my man, Dave Fretz. At Dave Fretz and at Solo Shoes on Twitter and Instagram. The Einstein of graphic design, as I call him, the man who creates all of my fire posters. What does Dave Fretz have for us? D Reigns.
2: Hey, what's going on, Rhino? This is uh, Dave Fretz at Dave Fretz and at Solo Shoes on Twitter and Instagram. Judah would say hi, but he and Cameron are in their fort that they've built and are sleeping in tonight over the long weekend, so he's a little preoccupied. Anyways, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, I just want to get your take on the exchange between Dan Hardy and Herb Dean. I know that we couldn't hear exactly what was said between the two of them, but uh, we do know how much displeasure Dan expressed at uh, the late stoppages, uh, two of them by Herb Dean, the last fight card. Uh, And then Dana's follow-up there to that, that anybody that... uh, um, Gets after a ref or judges will be fired. um I tend to side with Dan on this one, although I do really generally like Herb Dean. uh But yeah, just want to get your take. Talk to you later.
0: Okay, dude. For me, the Dan Hardy and Herb Dean's argument was it was new for a lot of us to, as fans to really see. Right? I side with what Dan says during the action. That's that's completely fair. It's in this. It's in the heat of the moment. Like I get that, but while he's still commentating, that's fine, but you can't get up and have a confrontation with Herb. That's not the move, dude. You should wait till after the show, seek him out, have an open dialogue where you can voice your displeasure. No question, Herb made two really bad non-stoppages last week, and he should have been called out on them, but not in that way. Um, and not at that time, dude. Uh, in my opinion, Dana is right to take a hard stance against any ref and then UFC staff confrontations during the show. It can't happen. It, it, it's understandable with the passion and the way Dan Hardy said, these are my friends out there. Like I, I get that I do, but you're talking about a company that's being projected to potentially millions of people. And the last thing that you need to look is like you control over what on on with your staff and with the officials or with the commission people or with the judges, you just can't have those type of confrontations. So while I understand why Dan Hardy did that, can't have it, not a good look, I hope he doesn't get fired But I hope he learned his lesson And they don't have that kind of situation to happen again So thank you very much my dear friend Dave Fretz I think our next one comes from The big one soon From over in Canada away Also from Canada It's a very Canadian heavy voice question section this week So what do we got for us Jim Assoon
3: What's going on you bunch of fucking casuals Rhino and the Rhino gang Hope everyone's doing well Um, I think my question for you this week will be about, uh, Derek Brunson. What do you think is next for that guy? Uh, I think he did good work on, uh, Ronda Rousey's training partner. Now we know why the kid was Ronda Rousey's training partner. But, again, he's 22 years old, so he's got a long future ahead of him. You know what I mean? Derek just proved you don't, uh, look past the old dogs too quick, eh? Just because we're old don't mean we're dead, right? You know what I mean, Rhino. You're not my age, but you're older than most people on Twitter, just like me. Anyways, that's my quest for you this week. Have a great week. You know we love the podcast, and you know it is always four twenty, kids. Peace.
0: Yeah, man. Derek Brunson did exactly what he needed, both technique and game plan wise. Right now, he's twenty one and seven. Um, he was ranked at number eight at, at middleweight and he just beat the guy who was ranked at number nine in Edmond. So it looks like Whitaker and Cannoneer are fighting. Uh, is next title shot is going to be against Costa till is out with the bad knee for a while. Kelvin Gaslam just got run through quickly by Joker Jack. So what's next for, for Brunson? I'm not sure. The only thing that really, to me kind of makes sense that could feasibly happen soon would be a fight with Jack, the Joker Hermanson. I think, they just both won you know what i mean they both just won and did take a bunch of damage if they want to have kind of a quick turnaround that's who i see making the most sense so yeah joker jack or manson versus Derek brunson uh a couple months down the road make it happen i think it'd be fun i would look forward to that fight i think that would be something that the fans could see and it would definitely make sense as far as the rankings go so that's my answer on that one, Jim Soon, I love having you back on the program, bro. I know you took a little bit of a hiatus, and that's totally understandable. But, man, having you on is always too cool. And even though I don't smoke the ganja, you're right, it is always, it is always 420. So, D-Rainz, I know my uh, my last voice question comes from the homie Juice from the Fighting With Myself podcast. And what does Juice have for us this week?
4: What up, Rhino? This is Juice from the Fighting With Myself podcast. Didn't mean to barge in on you here, except I did. I have a question and today I want to talk about dick kicks now last night UFC Vegas 5 as it's been as as the hashtag was uh, referred to it as I like to call it dick kicks at the apex because damn near every fight on that card had a dick kick and for me it's one of those things where I'm a stickler for the rules you know that's a fucking foul point deductions need to happen however I share a, a, a maybe controversial opinion that that should be legalized so that people can uh, uh, have a defense for it. And if I'm honest with you, Rhino, I don't believe the guys half the time. I think they're faking it to get a break. Anyway, get at me.
0: Okay. I avoided talking about all of the dick and ball kicks and strikes that happened in fouls last night uh, for a reason. Cause I knew juice had a question about him in this section. So thankfully last night was an anomaly okay there was an absurd amount of groin strikes the most i've ever seen um i do disagree that they should be legalized because then people will try to like put them as part of their game plan and it it could really be a mess so no i definitely i disagree with you and you probably disagree with you sometimes too because after all you're always fighting with yourself (laughs) That that was like the equivalent of a dad joke um but yeah dude i definitely don't agree that they should be legalized i do agree with you however that i think some people use it as a break you know um i also think they do need and by they i mean the referees they need to be stricter on taking points away so that guys they definitely should get a warning i think warnings are very you know because in the heat of combat sometimes things guys twist or turn or whatever the fuck and you can't help but avoid a groin strike but once you do it and you get that warning, you know you have to adjust. You got to call an audible. Oh, I can't, I can't throw that technique anymore. So I need to figure out another way to do it. So yeah, it's, they should definitely have points taken after a warning, right? And then the third thing about this topic is, I would hope that at some point in the not too distant future, that uh, engineering and technology come up with a different cup system and different gloves. So that the two most uh, often occurring fouls, being groin strikes and eye pokes, can be taken away or at least greatly reduced, right? I don't know what that is. I'm not an engineer, dude. Um, but somehow, some ways, still being able to have good grappling and striking while taking the finger pokes, eye pokes away, and while making um, groin strikes far less damaging, That that's what I'm hoping to see. That's kind of the fingers crossed. Hope that that comes out so that we can stop having so many of these uh, fouls occur. So, thank you very much, my friend Juice. Good looking out on uh, the question, buddy. And if you guys haven't already, all oh, definitely check out my boy Juice at the Fighting With Myself podcast. It is too fun. Uh, it's completely different. There's lots of singing, lots of fun uh, interactions with, with fans. It's a very cool show. Definitely check it out. So, that is going to lead us into 10 rounds with Rhino with my main man Brad Superman Katona, tough 27 winner, coming out of SVG in Ireland, 10 rounds with Rhino, here we go. Rhino Gang, we have got ourselves quite the special guest today. Going 10 rounds with Rhino, brad superman katona canadian now living in ireland with sbg uh tough 27 winner all around great guy our only mechanical engineer i believe we were at on the show i think it's a pretty safe (laughs) bet my man brad katona thank you so much for joining us today sir
5: yeah it's great to be on uh thanks for having me um Uh mechanical engineer in the fighting community there's not a ton of us there's not a ton of us but, but 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 there are a few, you know, one one of my training partners, Blaine O'Driscoll, he's he's a mechanical engineer, and my coach, uh, John Kavanaugh, he's he's a mechanical engineer as well. So, you know, it's we're deceiving. We get we get in everywhere, you know. So far gone is
0: the myth of the mindless barbarian locked in a cage fighting. Look at these guys. <laughs> these guys are getting degrees that 99 percent of the people could ever imagine getting. So, uh, Brad, as uh, as my listeners know, man, I love to find out. Like what got what was the start, dude? What got you started? I knew, I know you did some uh, amateur boxing and wrestling, but what really was the start of your MMA journey, man?
5: Uh, you know, I I'd, I'd have to go back to like five year old me uh, watching Power Rangers on TV, and then after that, my brother and I were just struck with martial arts. <laughs> At that that time, when I was about 14 years old, I remember the old pay per views. I think it was like only a couple times a year that they had them, but uh, yeah, so so jujitsu was kind of on at least my dad's radar, and he, for the next martial arts or next martial art to try, uh, he suggested that. And fortunately, we found a really good home in the Winnipeg Academy of Mixed Martial Arts in my hometown of Winnipeg um, uh, under Curtis Brigham, and we we started doing that, and it was it was love at first sight. <laughs> After sure. the first session, I was just enamored with it. And uh, it was just baby steps from there, you know, from doing jujitsu to doing grappling competitions. And once I got that little trickle of uh, of the high after a competition, you know, I, I, I was hooked.
0: Oh, that's awesome, dude. So you kind of mentioned it a little bit there. You're originally from Manitoba. Uh, you decided that Dublin, Ireland, was where you wanted to move to further your uh, MMA career. Now I did talk, I did talk to Katie about some of the, you know, reasons as to moving over there and why. But what I do want to know is, what are some major differences that you found kind of culturally between Canadians and the Irish that were were unbeknownst to you before you moved there?
5: You know, it's 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 it's, it's tough to say. Uh, yeah, it's in terms of the people. There, there is small. It's it's hard to put into words. The people are are, are slightly different than Canadians, but they're they're very welcoming. And uh, sometimes they, they ask like why why we did come here, and they're surprised because there are a lot of Irish who who travel to Canada to Toronto and to Vancouver uh, specifically. Uh, so so we were kind of doing the opposite. So we do get questions about that. But culturally, I guess when we first moved here and, you know, if we were anywhere in North America and and you name a random item you need from groceries to clothing to a tool or anything, you can count on a Walmart to have it. You know, you can you can count on the Walmart. So uh, here when my my bike chain broke one day and I was like, I don't know where to go. And, And now Probably, if there's any Irish listeners, they know exactly where I should go. Um, (laughs) But all I could really come off the top of my head was then a a specialized bike shop. So that's that's a good thing in some ways that there's there's maybe some more small business here. Uh, Walmart's not eating everything up, but at the same time, you know, as as newcomers to a country, it's nice to have that one reliable place that one sure. you know one-stop shop so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think that was one thing as well as just like the size of the grocery stores when i go home but back to canada or if i if i travel to the u.s the size of our grocery stores in north america are gigantic compared to
2: here nothing compares
5: yeah. and 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 like right Katie, uh, my girlfriend and I, are, are, when we walk into a, like a Canadian grocery store or, or like a Super Walmart at first, it's like your eyes widen up and you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so, so it's just the it's just space, right? There's a I difference in space. So I think that's the biggest thing uh, where we take that space for granted in North America.
0: Sure. No, that's, that was a great answer, dude. Uh, getting into your MMA career, you, you having had already had 10 pro fights, you've already competed in three different weight class, bantam feather and light (laughs) which one i mean i know you've had a majority uh but which which one do you feel the most comfortable at and do you feel like you're going to still uh bounce from from weight class to weight class uh depending on the fight or do you want to stick at one and just have the rest of your career there
5: you know really anytime i fought at any weight class besides bantamweight it was for a very specific reason you know so so bantamweight is my home uh Say, saying that's where I'm most comfortable. Well, I, I, I'd say lightweight I'm most comfortable because I, sure. I, I can I can eat what I want, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but but where I where I, I feel best competing, like I'd love to fight at lightweight, but I don't want to fight lightweights. I would love to fight at featherweight, but I don't want to fight featherweights. You know, being bantamweight, I'm 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 a decent size but I'm not the largest bantamweight. I'm not I'm not the smallest. But uh, my only featherweight fights were. Or for the ultimate fighter and, and and so that was one specific avenue and then uh, my lightweight fight was on like a one week notice and not taking anything away from my opponent but there was a just a skill and an experience discrepancy so it was a calculated risk at that time where it had been yeah. a year since i had competed so just to get one more fight in get one more w and keep on building it was something where we kind of weighed weighed the odds and we had video on the guy and we're like you know i think this is this is a fight which which no matter the weight we should take so thankfully sure. that worked out well but man night featherweights are gigantic nightweights are huge you know at <laughs> yeah. least compared to myself you're sure you're a former heavyweight so, so maybe yeah, not yeah. to you but but we're looking at two different viewpoints you know my son's looking up and you're looking down so <laughs> you're absolutely right my friend um you know, I, I've
0: been fortunate enough to have a couple of former uh, tough competitors on the show, Chris Lieben and uh, Joe Giannetti. So I, I, I've learned a little bit about um, their perspectives from being in the tough house. But, I mean, it, on Tough 27, you know, you had some ginormous wins against really good fighter. I mean, of course, Bryce Mitchell, look what he's doing. Uh, Jay Cuccinello, some really good really good fighters. So you got wins over in there, but I really kind of want to know what was your experience like that? And I'm sure you've been asked this question before. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to give me anything that you haven't already said, but kind of what was your experience in the house? What were some of the, what were some of the good points that came out of it? Not the, not the negative part, but what was some of the good things that came out of it.
5: Well, well, the contract that I, that I ended up putting was, was a pretty good thing. That I, so. I know, <laughs> but, but, but all joking aside, all joking aside, I, 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 I think, I think, uh, you know, it was. I, I think overall it was something very worthwhile doing, be it winning it or, or or winning or not. Um, and 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 even just just for anybody to do, it was it was nice. Like it was an isolated time away from pretty much any technology, where you were alone with your thoughts. You know, so so it. It was very quick that I got a schedule and I, I got to kind of enjoy the experience looking back on it. Um, there's a lot of good memories, but also it's, it's one of those things I'm very glad I did. I'm very happy I, I got the opportunity to do it. At the same time, I wouldn't want to do it again. Uh, right. Just with the isolation and everything, it, it it was tough. Like Looking back on it, it was tough. But in the moment, I just tried to take everything for granted. Like I really tried to appreciate how – alien this world was there was people doing our grocery shopping you know at at night you wrote down what you wanted and the next day it was in the fridge how cool is that you know that's yeah yeah that's amazing you know and, and then waking up and having to put on a mic because you're on reality tv that was super cool just just how alien that was to me and 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 the comfort i got in front of my camp in front of the camera because we were in front of it all the time doing interviews or just living our normal life Uh, i i i think that's that was a huge benefit for me because you see some new fighters they have difficulty in in front of the light sometimes and and for me that was uh it it all helped build uh mike real forward and uh really gave me like i i just appreciated the opportunity of what it was yeah
0: definitely dude uh (laughs) we touched on this a little bit in the intro but again and I think this is important, and I think this is something that a lot of people um, are, are find interesting. I know I certainly do. Uh, again, being someone who literally got a degree in mechanical engineering, it's such a complicated field. Uh, was that subject matter that you were always interested in as a kid? Like, was there always that aspect of, like, science that you were really into? Was that always something, or did that happen kind of later in life that you got interested in that?
5: You, you know what, I was – I guess the way I could – Best word is I was always academically inclined as a kid. I, I I studied hard. Um, yeah, I was I was I was I don't want to say I was the nerdy kid because I, I I'm not like the dorkiest dork out there, but like, I I. I'm also Canadian, so I follow rules, you know. <laughs> like it was you were supposed to study, you, you did your homework, and uh, and that was that. But uh, I definitely had like an inclination to to mathematics and just anything that you break down at to a to a high degree, be it M A at the highest level or you know uh, any subject matter really. Like if, if you get into you know most products that that you handle every day is was was like designed by an engineer, that is really really cool. So anything you take apart your PlayStation or or, or, or you're holding, sure. you know, a, a, any tool, you know, it's 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 such an overarching uh, topic that uh, I, I I just I guess looking back on it, I like diving into the nitty gritty details of pretty much anything, you know, and uh, so it, it was very anat natural move to move into mechanical engineering like i said i was into mathematics and and, uh more more of the stem fields but uh it took me about a year or two before i i started you know really had an interest in engineering itself uh oh i could put a name to it and then i i I pursued that Uh, it was it was once again one of those things like jujitsu where i started doing and i was like no this is really really cool so so let's do this you know if i had to choose um I, I I think I chose well.
0: Very cool, man. Yeah, you're talking to somebody who's on the complete other end of the spectrum.
5: <laughs> math, <laughs>
0: math and science were not my bag. I was much more a uh, history and creative writing and that kind yeah, of.
5: Yeah, you know, yeah. That's much it, more how
0: my brain works. It, it's it's the <laughs> <a> creative side, <laughs> yeah.
5: the the more abstract side where you you know. But but you watch it in fighting and how different guys fight. It's like you you, you could have like a Joel St. Pierre, which I, I'd say is like a very very. Collected, very logical move, um, and then you have more uh, expressive fighters uh, like Israel Adesanya, who, who, who's very calculated, but it's it's it, it, when he when he fights it, it looks more like art, you know. So, yeah, it's yeah um, definitely. Silva's a big big name, you know, uh, there too. So uh, I'd even argue John Jones. Like there's many of them where there's obviously logic in it, but it's a lot more expressive. I'd I'd say than uh than other fighters
0: yeah yeah absolutely dude um as you know i interviewed this uh up and coming invicta Wade a few years ago i know you know her uh her name is katie Saul.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so we we she kind of gave me a little bit of a the perspective of what it's like being in a relationship with another pro fighter but i'd really like to know and i'm sure my listeners would too what's it what's it kind of like from from your perspective what, what are some of the uh advantages of having, somebody really just right next to you who uh, also understands the pro fighting game.
5: Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, um, but, it, but it's not for everyone. Um, I, I I think for, for us, it works very well uh, because whatever gym we were at before and any gym we've ever been. And we we were the hard workers in the gym. We were, we, we were out there for lack of a better word, grinding, and, and yeah. people would take it may, maybe a little less serious. We we, we were kind of just that blue collar work ethic, I I guess I could say. And uh, yeah, we kind of found each other, and, and and it's been nice to have a good sounding board because she understands everything um, that goes into competing at the highest level. And and you can have family, you can have friends, and and they they support you, but they don't understand it you know they don't understand the the pressure the stress and and everything and 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 so it's 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 nice having someone who i can trust her feedback in because she knows a thing or two about fighting as well uh and then even going through you know fight week and stuff having her there by my side it's it's nice because she knows kind of what type of what type of energy you have to bring, you know, not 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 necessarily being fake, but, you know, there, there's, of course, nerves, there's doubts, there's days where you're feeling pretty weak from the cut, and and uh, it's nice having someone there who's, you know, by your side no matter what. You know, she gets the highs and she understands the lows as well, and nothing is really blown out of proportion. You know, some people uh, don't really know what it's like to win, and many people don't know what it's like to lose it's and 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 they say well you gave up you you did your best and, but that's not it you know you put so much you put so much love in, in into your craft so when you fall when you don't get the result you want it's uh it's pretty heartbreaking so just having someone there to kind of pick you up when you're down and and sometimes you know just be be beside you when you're up it's uh it, it, like i said it works for us
0: Oh, that's, that's fantastic, dude. I really, again, it's one of those stories that you just don't find very often, uh, particularly in our world, you know, of yeah. so it, it's very cool. And I appreciate you uh, being as forthcoming as you were just then. Uh, Brad, you are an extremely tough guy. I mean, I know, you know, when someone thinks of typically like who you'd be afraid of in a dark alley, you know, I don't think you would be the first person that comes to mind. You know what I mean? You look like uh, a good guy who lives next door to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think cage fighter with the first, at first glance, but the, your toughness has often been uh, something that throughout your career that I don't think you've got enough credit for. Uh, kind of, you talked about it a little bit before when you were answering the last question, kind of that blue collar, that kind of tough grinder guy who is so hard to to stop from coming forward. Um, where do you attribute that toughness to, dude? Because that's not something that most people are born with you kind of have to you have to sharpen up you know what i mean you got to harden down as we used to say at the gym you got to harden down and you're definitely that kind of a dude where do you think that toughness came from buddy
5: you know uh the- I don't necessarily ever want to be known for my toughness because it often means that you've had to show your toughness quite a bit, you know? I, I'd, I'd rather be the guy that, like, is, you know, is he tough? He's, he's never had to show it before. The most you know, he's, elusive he's, fighter he's, ever. He's, he's just so flawless, you know? He uh, never gets hit, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, I, I, I think some of that toughness comes down to... Yeah, I... I I, I, I don't really know but, but but what I could I think toughness is, is a thing that needs to be practiced up into a point and then it starts getting diminishing returns. Like I, 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 I don't push through every ounce of pain. I well, when I have an injury I take care of it. Uh I, 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 I try to spar intelligently with guys who are going a good head and we're not taking our head off uh all the time and, and that way when it is time to compete, I have some that reserve. Like I know how to be tough, but I don't need to practice being tough every day in the gym. I mean, let, let, let's say taking abuse. So those batteries are pretty full, and and, and I I, I want to have a long shelf life in in the sport. I want to be able to compete for a long time yet. Uh, so I don't want to be using up all my, for lack of a better word, reps, you know, on my body in in, right. in the gym. I'm well, one I'm not. I'm not accomplishing all that much in the gym taking reps. If I'm not getting better, then what's the point, you know? So I I, I think my training approach over the years has been, you know, with with enough experience that toughness, after a certain while, you have the toughness, but how much do you want to be testing it day in, day out? And uh, I I think, I think I do a good job of saving, saving those reps for, for when it counts. And uh, I, I think that's where I could. Maybe attribute it to because we see some tough fighters, but then eventually they start cracking and then, you know, that's the end of the toughness, if you will.
0: Sure, absolutely, dude. I love that you brought up the uh, kind of the law of diminishing returns. I think that's something that uh, needs to be discussed more in, in professional, especially in professional fighting. So, uh, very cool, my friend. So, can you give us any hints or tell us any anything about where you might be fighting next? What promotion? A time frame? Do we have any information on that that you could share? Uh...
5: I guess I could say sooner sooner than you think. Okay. Uh, n- 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 nothing's Nothing signed yet, but 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 we are in talks. So uh, just just with the atmosphere of of MMA right now, things can change very quickly. Uh, and so so nothing signed, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm back to work. I'm training hard. So uh, for when there is an opportunity, we're going to be able to pop on that. Uh, I can't say for whom because none none right. n- but- you know, most of the big organizations aren't signing right now unless it's short notice, you know, and that's just the reality of the situation because Beltor just did their first show last weekend. UFC has been doing Fight Island, and that seems like you're the only signing guys on shorter notice, and so nothing's – you know, one of those guys would have to be a shorter notice opportunity, but uh, – you know, we'll be rebuilding very soon, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to announce it. I don't, I don't want to necessarily let it out here because nothing's well, yeah. in paper yet. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the work's getting put in the gym. I, I I'm dieting down. I'm working hard. So. Oh, that's great um, to I'm, hear. I'm man. excited for whatever it does pop <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah.
0: No, that's great to hear. We're all looking forward to that. And yes, yeah, definitely, uh definitely as soon as the uh, before the ink is even dry on the signature. Please put it out there on social media, man. Those of us who followed your career, we would love, love, love to know exactly when we can see you back in, uh, back in the cage competing. So we are now in our ninth round, Brad, and this is my obligatory food question that I do for everybody. So you have a little bit of a different perspective, and I'm glad I can explore this with you. So I need to know, what is the, your favorite dish that is uh, native to Canada? And then what's been your favorite thing that you have found since moving over to Ireland?
5: Oh, those are those are tough. What's We just talked know, about your
0: tough. We just talked about your toughness, Brad. Here's where we got to.
5: <laughs> yeah, I do I didn't want to be testing. like I said, I don't want to overuse that toughness. Uh, so, favorite Canadian dish. You know, th- that's tough. I don't even really know how much is Canadian. You know, I'll give, it, you, some, it, I'll it, give you
0: some examples. I'll yeah, yeah. Examples. Okay. So, you got you got your standard, you got poutine. Which okay. is a classic Canadian. Yeah, You, got, yeah, you yeah. got you got beaver tails, which is which is a, a quintessential yep. Canadian. Uh, you got Timmy Hoes, which could be for the the uh, the iced coffee or the donuts. Those are fantastic out of beautiful Canada. Um, as far as other dishes that are Canada, like, uh, anything with maple syrup, I would consider Canadian. <laughs>
2: so yeah. Can yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and then I got several Irish dishes, obviously Irish stew, uh, the, the shepherd's pie, anything with uh, lamb or anything from, uh, you know, that region would be considered, you know, Irish cuisine, a lot of boiled stuff. A
5: lot of boiled yeah. things, is traditional there. <laughs> yeah. Pickled <laughs> eggs or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so 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 Canadian, <clears throat> I I'd have to go French toast with maple syrup. It is. Okay, okay. Yeah, like if if, if I want to hate myself for the rest of the day, that that that's what I'll do first thing in the morning. That and and like too much diner coffee. That way you get the sugar rush, but then oh, sure. like you also jittery and and yeah, you, and you feel like you might need later. to shake your pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> uh and then uh favorite irish thing i'd have to go with guinness from the motherland ireland you know <laughs> it is it is different than uh anywhere else in the world it is better than uh yeah it's it's just on a different level here uh okay. guinness is if you ever go to ireland well you'll definitely have pints but it's it it, it is something special
0: uh, yeah, I've been all through Europe, man, but we ne- we did not go to Ireland. We were in England, which would have been the closest, and I definitely had uh, Guinness in the Pine in England. But you're right. There could have been some sort it's, of drop-off in, in quality.
5: It's, it's not the same. It, it, I, it, I it, you. They have it down to a science here. It all has to <laughs> do with like how, how fast they shake with you the kegs, the line lengths, <laughs> and everything. You know, They, they have it down – to a legitimate science. There's, there's different pubs here where they serve even better Guinness than other ones. And, and, and so like <laughs> wow. the level here is high, you know, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's elite competition in the Guinness, uh, pouring scene.
0: Man, we're, we're learning a lot, a lot about uh, Guinness today. I love it, dude. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, so we have actually careened our way, as I love to say to the 10th round, Brad. Now this is the wild card round where anything could happen.
5: Absolutely.
0: You got to put you got to take your fighter's cap off and put your coaching slash promoter hat on. So there is a brand new promotion. This is fantasy land. Obviously, there's a brand new promotion where kind of like back in the early 2000s, there was the IFL where you had a heavyweight, uh, a light heavyweight, a middleweight and so on down the line. And it was a team style thing. But in this promotion, there is going to be one guy practicing and fighting another guy in a specific discipline. So we're not – all weight classes don't matter. We're not, we're not worried about weight classes. You are just going to have to have a, a wrestler, a Muay Thai fighter, a jiu-jitsu competitor, and a boxer. Now, these are being competed in a cage. Everybody's going to be wearing four-ounce gloves. But just one wrestler, one Muay Thai fighter, one jiu-jitsu fighter, and one boxer – who is your team?
5: Uh, okay. Are, are are they going to need to like wrestle, as in like a traditional wrestling? C- correct,
0: correct. Just like at a like a like an Olympic uh, style points, takedowns, that whole deal. Um, okay,
5: give me role. Yoel Romero there. Uh, all right.
0: So we got Yoel
5: for wrestler. That's a great pick. Yeah, jiu jitsu. Yeah. I, I, after Verdoom's last win, I, I I told Verdoom in there. He, he, he looked awfully dangerous. Oh, man. I, I, on the last show, I talked about how, how smug I was
0: because I, I, I picked Verdoom and I was getting a lot of heat from my friends and cohorts on MMA Twitter. And I I had to wear my smug suspenders when I picked Verdoom to go right. So <laughs> yeah. I got Fabrizio Verdoom for you, for your Jiu Jitsu competitor. All right,
5: and so then it, it's, it's hard not to go with Maya, but uh, yeah, I. Verdum looked good, and I think against other heavyweights, he'd, he'd do pretty well, too. And uh, Boxer, my teammate Conor McGregor, best hands Alrighty. in MMA, I'd say, absolutely. And then, kick, or oh, Muay Thai. Yeah, Muay Thai. I would choose, I, I'm going to have to go with Shevchenko then, Valentina Alrighty. Shevchenko. You yeah. know, that just, it, I, I didn't even immediately go with... Uh, the female fighters, but absolutely, um, I'd have to go with Shevchenko for for the Muay Thai.
0: No, that's a that's a fantastic pick. I'll go ahead and let you know my team. So uh, for wrestling, I got Daniel Cormier. He's he's my straight wrestler. Uh, Muay Thai, I went with Anderson nice. Silva because Anderson Silva is one of my you know one of my favorite fighters ever. I loved his Muay Thai uh, in there for Jiu Jitsu. I did go with Damian Maya. Which him and Verdum, if you know, everything's on equal weight size. You know, we're not talking about weight classes, so that would be a really fun one to see if they were in equal size. And then I went Dustin Poirier for my boxer, and it's interesting that you picked Connor because you never know. Well, we saw how that went. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that I thought those were my those were my picks, and that was really Uh, fun and cool. Yeah, good stuff. I would love to see the uh, Rhinos team and Superman's team go up against each other in this competition somehow, yeah, some she, way. Nah,
5: yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd still probably put my money on Shevchenko versus Anderson there. Hey, that's, he not well. that's not yeah. a bad pick. That's not a bad
0: pick. I'm not saying I feel all that confident in that match.
5: The yeah, no, not at all. She's, she's a killer. <laughs>
0: So, Brad, once again, man, thank you so much for joining us today. The uh, it, It's always so great to get to know fighters on kind of a more personal level than just what we see, the clips of them on TV or uh, on YouTube and whatnot. So, again, dude, I really appreciate you being as forthcoming and, uh, and honest as you were. And uh, we really appreciate you having on. And we would love to get a hold of you again after your next fight and kind of recap and see how things have
5: been going. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. That, that was a lot of fun. Appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, dude. This is Brad Katona, and I just won 10 rounds with Rhino. Oh
0: man, dude, what a nice guy. What an interesting talk that I had with him. Um, definitely somebody to look forward to seeing what happens next in their career. You want to talk about uh, great tutelage underneath John Kavanaugh? You can't help but get better. He's got an amazing support system. Shout-out to to my homie, Katie Saul, uh, Brad Katona. I'm a huge fan. Have been since the tough season. Really look forward to what happens uh, down the road with you, sir, and looking forward to the fight announcement that you kind of teased on the show. So let's go ahead and get into my shout outs. I want to shout out everybody in the Rhino Gang who asked a question today Dave Fretz, Jim Assoon, Juice from the Fighting Win Myself podcast, my man Cyrus King, Ashwin the Fight Forecaster, my homie Craig. Uh, thank you guys so much for participating in this week's show. Of course, I got a whole, I got to thank my homie D Reigns, the best engineer in the biz, my girl Drea, the feature player Drea for her participation again this week. You are a major part of the show and I super appreciate you. uh I definitely want to give another shout out to Dave Fretz for his amazing artwork and his, uh his just being a great friend of the show and a great friend of mine. Big shout out, check him him and his stuff out at, uh at solo shoes and at Dave Fretz on Twitter and Instagram. The dude's a fire graphic designer. So this was not a great week for the Rhino. Uh, I'm glad it's over, right? I'm glad we got a, we got a, hopefully a fresh start on a new week. I hope everybody else, I saw a lot of people in the TL saying kind of the same thing. This wasn't a good week. We all have our own stuff going on in our personal lives. There's, there's all these big, scary things out there. Let's try to uh, have a good week, everybody. Let's try to focus on the good, focus on the things that make us happy, including MMA and boxing, which is what does it for me. Lots of fun things going on. We got daylight contenders Tuesday. So let's try to find, joy, some happiness, friends, family. Stay safe, stay together. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Cage